Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening and welcome to a one-man BNC, also known as the J Show. Hope you're all good after uh, that bloody game. I'm not sure how everyone else is feeling, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm losing the uh, the will to live at the moment after seeing some of the results. But anyway, let's roll the intro. Hi, this is Don Matteo, and you are listening to the Auto Know Better podcast. Let's do this. How are you all doing? How are we feeling? Sol says, please can this not be another suicide watch back to review? Listen, I can't promise up, mate. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too negative. Um do you know what? To be honest, the match itself isn't what's put me on suicide watch, mate. It's it's the results elsewhere, to be honest with you. Um, you know, what a weekend. Weekend from hell for Leeds United. Everything that went wrong. You know, nothing went our way. What can you do? It's it's just how it's going to go. It's a now. It's it's up to us to try and get what we can now out of these remaining games. We've got to hope for the best. Got to hope that Everton don't keep beating top teams. Um, top teams that you know are going to play like Brazil when they play us, but they uh, seem to not be asked when they play anybody else. So, good evening to uh, Michael Brown. Good evening to Alison and Marty Adams. How are you doing? I just, listen, I'm I'm just going to wing this because it's difficult to do this when you're on your own talking to yourself. Um, I do enough of that most of the time. Um, start of that game, I'll tell you what, the crowd were awesome and they stayed like that all the way through. The, um, the game itself actually wasn't a bad game. I didn't think it were a 4-0 game, not the way it sort of played out. And uh, early on, that Rodrigo break where he ran and he didn't pass to Rafinha 
until he got right into the box and got tangled up. And I just couldn't believe it. It would have been a different game. I said to the guy next to me, I said, that would have absolutely changed this, you know. But as I say, I don't think we played terrible. It, it were probably the best performance of the last few games. We were actually passing to each other. Um, we weren't just booting the ball straight all over the place for a change. We're actually, we looked like we, we knew each other and we'd met each other before, which I can't say about the last couple of matches when they were just sort of booting 10 yard balls to random people and kicking it out and that kind of shit. It, oh, it's driven me up the wall. And I don't mind seeing us get beat if we're playing as hearts out and as passion and as some effort, you know. But seeing people just pass stray balls constantly is so hard to, to watch and to get behind. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you there, Alice. And the crowd race, like, all the way through, the, the crowd sang all the way. City fans were rubbish. They barely sang a thing. Uh, they only seemed to wake up when they were a goal. And it's like they woke up for two minutes or something, went back to sleep again, waited for the next goal. Must be terrible winning all the time, you know. Could never be like City, never. Not a chance. And somebody else said that to me. I can't remember who it was now. Might have been my mate Dave who comes with me. But um, I said to him, We'd, we never would become City, no matter sort of how much money or whatever happens and how many prima donnas we get. We'd, we would never be like that. We'll always be leads. We'll always sing our hearts out. We'll always get behind the team. It's just the way we are. You're not going to find us with tickets on general sale for a Champions League semi-final, are you? That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> City are buying titles, yeah, they are. I mean, you can't knock them. If you've got the money, you're going to buy the players, aren't you? You're going to have the best players in the world. It's just the way it is. We won't complain about buying good players. We'd be really pleased. It's just all feels a little bit soulless, doesn't it? I think you've got to have some homegrown stars and some long-established established players in there um, mixed in with some of the superstar players. Otherwise, it just doesn't feel like your club anymore for me but you know having said that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie I'd, I'd enjoy watching that football but we got close at times with Bielsa I'm not gonna comment on the current football but uh yeah <laughs> I'm just reading Mark's comment it's five two three three four three system is suited us should play that going forward yeah we might do that I mean if you can go out and play decent against City like that, then I think you've got to take the positives out of that game and try and repeat as much of that as you can, other than letting the goals in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've said it a couple of times already. It did not feel like a 4-0 game. I think you just reach a point, don't you, where it's hopeless and you kind of lose heart a little at the end. But they played well for me. I don't think there was um, <clears throat> anyone outstanding. I don't think anyone really excelled, but everyone were quite solid. Um, and, you know, that, that's least you can ask against City, isn't it? They were solid. They looked good. We were passing to each other. There was some decent movement for a change. It's probably still not quite good enough, but the effort were there. You could see the, the, the lads were trying. They've obviously taken on board what they've been told in training. Something's getting through to them, you know. And we've seen Rodrigo play loads better recently. Players do respond to Jesse. You can't argue with that, really, on what's gone on. Um, we're all still missing the fancy football, but he's been getting points and nobody expected anything yesterday, so can't really knock him for that. It's Jonathan saying, imagine our fans with City's money. Oof, yeah, I know, exactly. 
We'll never be like City as a fan base. That's what I was trying to say. As much money as we may end up with, we're always going to be Leeds. We're always going to have that support. As long as they don't put us into a soulless bowl of a stadium, we're all good. Furpo's my big worry at the back of the yellow card in the first few minutes. The guy next to me said, um, I'm surprised he's not been booked yet. That were about 30 seconds into the match. So, you know, his reputation precedes him there, I think. Everyone's just expecting that from him now every time he gets on pitch. It's good to see him back, though. We need play- we need players back. We need to see people sort of get game time. And good that Jesse trusts him to throw him in there for 90 minutes against City. You know, can't really, um, can't really knock that. He must be doing something right in training, either that or... He just doesn't feel anyone else can play any better there. Um, I enjoyed the uh, the paper that they put on the seats for us, the uh, spelling out the Yorkshire, the Yorkshire word. Um, somebody, that, somebody next to me was like, "Oh, what were they thinking doing this? Why? What were they thinking when everyone's pelting the pitch and stuff?" And Grealish got absolutely hammered when he came to take a corner, which was funny. But he took it in good spirits. To be fair to him, kind of expected him to go down, and clutch his face, but. Yeah, you know, maybe he's grown. Maybe he's grown. <laughs> I don't, didn't think Furpo was too bad. No, I thought he was all right, like I say. Everyone was solid. I don't think anyone really excelled, but everyone was solid. Did all right. It was City. We didn't expect sort of anything out of the game. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a really hard game to talk about because I'm gutted about the situation with the points and not getting any and everybody else getting points and Everton pulling another win out of the bag. And, I, you know, it just felt like a crappy weekend overall. But the positives were there. We just have to hope that we can apply ourselves like we did against City in the next few games. And who knows, maybe something will come our way. But it is what it is at the end of the day. I was quite surprised um, that Dan James didn't start as well because he's been starting him in every other game. And this was the game where I thought, if ever you need a player that can get you on a break, then this is the game for him. But maybe he just decided he wanted somebody who could finish. But, you know, what can you do? I, I thought his pace would have been our best weapon against them. Um, and it, it looked it looked a lot like we were trying not to get stretched at times as well. There were, there were a fair few sort of through balls that were played and didn't go anywhere. Um, probably not quite enough movement at times, but it definitely looked like we were trying to sort of keep the shape a lot more than we have recently um, and not get stretched by City and torn apart. And again, the scoreline doesn't really reflect the performance for me. And I, I didn't think we got torn apart, really. There were times, obviously, when the quality shows, but we gave a good account of ourselves. Have a look. Got to play Joffy and said James has more of an eye for goal than James. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And again, we said it before on, on the main pod and stuff. You want to be playing a striker as a striker, not a winger. I mean, the pace and the pressing is what gets James in there. But for me, I've said it before, I want to see a striker play there because we often seem to um, come out of the blocks a bit at the start of games and we get a few chances. And if we don't take them, we end up getting punished. And when you've not got a striker there and you're bringing the guy on 70th minute when energy's starting to get lower, we're not getting as many chances... I don't think that's the right move, personally, but I'm not the guy in charge, so I can't do anything about that. Let's have a look at some more comments over here. Alison, Jay the Nightman, they missed the game. Trains cancelled, Blaze just mid kickoff for the L. They don't make it easy for us, do they? Get into these matches. It's 
especially away games, when you're going down to sort of London for a Sunday evening or something like that and you can't get back, or when they used to send us to Brighton on a Tuesday night in Football League and you're just you stranded if you're not driving. It's crackers. I'll never understand that. And how many times have we been to London has been a tube strike? So I'm going to Arsenal uh, next week. So I got a ticket for that one. I'm, I'm just really hoping that we get something out of that game. But I'm... I don't know. I'm not sure what to make of Arsenal. They're in, they're another team where you don't know which Arsenal's going to turn up. They're either going to rip us to shreds or they're going to be shit. And hopefully the latter. Let's have a look. A few more comments. Here we go. Michael Brown. City of Light years ahead of Leeds. Just got their bench compared to ours. Yeah, exactly. I've seen a lot of people saying about the five subs next season. I think that's going to benefit Leeds because we can play more of the youth. But... To me, it's it's benefiting teams like City, teams like Chelsea with big squads with superstars that can bring on. It's all well and good saying, oh, yeah, we can put more kids on bench, but you need players to change games and the big clubs are going to do that to us. We're not going to be able to respond unless we get some significant investment and that's if we even stay up at this rate. It's, um, it's not looking amazing. I'm just going to uh, bring up the old table. I can have a quick look at that and put ourselves through some more hell. So that's the bottom of the league at the moment. Well, that was during the uh, Brentford game, I think. But it's not looking great. 34 games played. Everton on 33. Goal difference is killing us. I'm just, I'm really hoping Leicester can do something for us and pull something out of the bag against Everton because they've got to be stopped before they get on a Burnley-esque run. And who would ever have thought we'd be saying that, eh? So Chelsea putting the same like Ulster performance against Leeds as they did against Everton. <laughs> Mate, you know full well that what's going to happen is Chelsea are going to turn up playing like prime Brazil. They're going to smash us off the park and we're all going to be stood there looking at each other going, where's the Chelsea from last week? Why have they saved this for us? It seems to be the same every time. Every time we play anyone that our relegation rivals have played, we seem to get absolutely turned over while they're busting out results and getting shockers for all to see. We're just falling to bits. Typical leads. Let's have a look at what else has been said. Brendan's ghost. Evening, mate. It's not much of an all other than the guys in the comments. It's just me on the pod today. You lucky bastards. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm struggling to ramble a bit here. Um, I mean, I looked at the stats earlier. Possession was 40-60 to them, which I also thought were pretty good to have managed to get 40% of the ball against City. That's that's no mean feat, to be fair. You see other teams turning out with sort of 30%, 35% if they're lucky. We did all right. We actually did all right. A lot of positives there. Um, everything, you know, was pretty positive besides the score until what happened to post you at Dallas. Um, just want to sort of send our best wishes out to him as well. So that were a nasty injury. Um, I've forgotten what it was called now. Was it a femoral fracture? Can't remember what they said, but it looks like he's going to be out for six months now. So another one bites the dust. Rob Price is uh, getting his hands dirty again. We're going to have to invest this summer, regardless of where we end up. It's, we're going to either way. We're going to have to replace half a team for me, and that is going to be the case regardless which division we're in. So 
Rad's is going to have to get his hand in his pocket and uh, get spending, I think. Stuart, not in a good way, at least Feb before he's back. Yeah, I know. That's it. That's it. I, I was just reading earlier today. It said they reckon he's out for about six months. So it's just, it's crap that. And he's been such a loyal servant to us as well, you know. So just can't believe that's happened to him after all this time. I thought he was going to set a record like that guy in La Liga, uh, Iñaki Williams, with his 226 consecutive appearances. I thought Stuart would do that for us one day. <laughs> so look at the comments. Rem's ghost. Still think we'll get 40 to 42 points, so that's enough. Why is it every time we get players back from injury, another gets broken? That's it. It's it's as if we're stuck in like a, a like for like injury per available player business at the moment. You you can't have one back without losing another. It's just uh it's horrific. It's a bloody nightmare. We just we just got everybody back and two long term injuries for Forshaw and Dallas. Again. Something that could have been covered if we'd invested in January, but we all know that story. I think uh, Alison's agreeing with me here. That's the issue we haven't strengthened in three windows. Exactly. Not bought a midfielder for eight. Not strengthened in three. I know that they, they spent a lot of money the season before. Um, you know, they're still most likely paying instalments for that, but... There's no way you can get into this league and just sit still. You just can't. Otherwise, you end up like a Norwich or you end up like a Burnley, although they seem to be doing all right now, so it's maybe not a great example, but I'm sure you guys know what I mean. Um, you've got to keep investing. You've got to keep moving forward. Otherwise, you go backwards very fast and you go down, and we're staring down the barrel at the moment, unfortunately. Brendan's ghost. Dallas was the cover for any position. Yeah, that's it. Probably even going goal if you asked him to. Uh, Michael Brown, Everton beat Chelsea with only 17% possession. Bloody hell. I didn't realise it were quite that. They were quite happy to part of the bus. Leeds can't play that way. The team has been schooled to be able to style. Well, we'll see. I mean, Jesse's been working with them a good while now. And we definitely looked like we had more of a Jesse Marsh identity to us yesterday, I thought. Um so we'll see what happens going forward. He's he's working with the lads. They're obviously improving. He's getting the effort out of them. If they could just take the good stuff from some, uh, Saturday into the next game and the rest of the season, we might get something. We might just pull this shit off. And I'll tell you something, uh, <laughs> I'll be buying some champagne if we do because I don't think I'll ever have been so relieved in my entire life. Well, other than when I escaped a crazy ex, but that's a different story. <laughs> Alison Marty Adams overhaul needed even if we stay up yeah that's what I was saying Alison I think whichever league we're in we're going to need to replace people and I think if the worst happened and we did go down I reckon that we need to take on a kind of a youth based policy not, not youth as in under 23 players because we've got enough of that but I mean players who are sort of maybe 24, 25, 26, sort of focus around that area. And then hopefully if we have players who do step up, who are good enough and we come back, should that happen, they can stay in the team for a few more years rather than getting a season out of them and then sort of all hitting 30, 31 and people sort of starting to slow down a bit and drop off a little performance-wise, you know. I think that that's something that we need to do. And then we can keep those guys together for years if we get the right people. 
Alison, Marty, we will lose a lot. Raf KP, Melia, JH. Yeah, most likely. We're not going to keep the majority of those players. And we're going to end up stuck if we don't get some decent young players in. Uh, Bremen's Ghost, we've made do with the youth policy for years. Yeah, but I think you mean like under-23s, which I was saying, that's that's not what I mean. I just mean players who can sort of get into the team a few years and keep increasing performance and skill and that kind of thing rather than getting to sort of 31, 32, dropping off and then needing replaced like a bunch of them all at the same time. And that's what's happening now. So... Uh, what's uh, Michael Brown saying? Burnley invested in strikers and Beghorst and Corner. Bamford injured, there's no backup strikers except Joffe. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, Greenwood's a striker as well, so they say. Um, I like him better in that 10 role, I think, but apparently he's also a striker. And I think it was Phil Hay said he's a more natural striker than Joffe, which I found an odd comment. But yeah, I mean, if we're not going to play the strikers, then it doesn't really matter whether there's backup for Bamford or not. There are players there that could play and they're not playing for whatever reason. So I'm not entirely sure what's going to change that at this point. You know, I think it's uh, more a case of rotating between James or Rodrigo, depending on the style of attack that he wants to go for and bringing Joffe and that on as a sub, which I'm not sure I agree with, but what can you do? <laughs> Alison Marty, do you think we'll get any points next few games? I can only see three. I had a look and decided that there were a maximum four points for us, um, being realistic, but that would be for the City game. As I say, if we play like that, I think there might be more for us, but if we do get more, it's going to be scraping points rather than scraping wins, I think. So we've just got to buckle up, haven't we, and hold on for a ride at this point. It's not we can do as fans. Michael Brown, can't say in Premier League on the cheap. Yep, totally agree with there, mate. I think most of Leeds Twitter does, to be honest with you. Brenda's Ghost, draws with Chelsea and Arsenal, wins with Brighton and Brentford. <laughs> if only, mate, if only. I would very happily take a point each against Arsenal and Chelsea, but we do have to finally put Brighton and Brentford to bed as bogey teams and shit houses. We need to put them to the bloody sword, mate, and get rid of them. Uh, I already brought that comment up, so don't worry about that. Problem's been selling our stars for shit money. Yeah, don't expect mega money if we get relegated, mate. We'll be selling uh, a few players a bit cheaper than we would if we stayed up, I think. Uh, Brennan's Ghost again. Pray it doesn't go down the last day in London. I'd like to be more aggro than Bournemouth 90. Jesus Christ. So, I wasn't there for that, thankfully, but let's hope not. If I tell you, if, if we get relegated, it's very likely that it won't be taken well by the travelling fans. Um, I can only hope people behave because, you know, I'm not going to condone tearing seats out and going crazy, but you know that people are going to be emotional, people are going to be upset and they're going to be angry. And I tell you what, Rads is going to have to stay away for a bit if we get relegated, I think, because there's going to be some real vitriol for him. And I'd be worried about his safety at this point. Don't know what any of you guys think, but people are not happy with the lack of investment. People are not happy with trying to stay in the league on the cheap. People are not happy with the way Bielsa was dealt with and sacked. And then if we go down on top of all that, it's it's not going to go well for him, is it? It's he's going to get a lot of shit. But I guess that's 
part and parcel of owning a football club and comes with a territory. That's the uh, price you got to pay if you don't put your hand in your pocket and invest in your team. Alison and Marty won more than me. Is that the four that I said? Not sure. Michael Brown, Brennan Inver, lost five away games all season, beating likes of Arsenal and Tottenham away, so a crucial game at home against them. Yeah, listen, if Everton are going out and beating Chelsea, then we have to believe we can beat Brighton. I, at this point in time, I just I don't think that records and things like that matter. We've just got to put stuff like that out of his head, not worry about it, just get out there and try and get those points because this is a dire situation at this point. We are really in the shit. Alison, exactly. Do you think Rad's a lot to blame? No investment. Yep. Yeah, I'm going three forward. Be hopeful. <laughs> I the, the thing that worries me, and I've been hammered a bit for this in the pod chat, but um, when I was looking at the fixtures, this is before Everton played Chelsea. I could see potentially nine points for them. I could see nine points for Burnley. Um, I've forgotten which games I was thinking of now, but there is potential for both of them there. And if they do that, we are really screwed. We're, we're done. And we've just got to hope that that isn't the case. You've got to believe that neither of those teams can keep winning. But stranger things have happened. All rules and past experience and things all seem to go out the window when it's us that's involved. Oh. But yeah, I think I've probably rambled enough for a one-man show tonight. Um I hope it's uh, been all right for you guys. It's it's hard to just sit here and go on and on. <laughs> Even though some people say that's what I do most of the time, but we won't worry about that. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back for a proper main pod tomorrow night. And uh, I think you lucky people get to see me again after that. So um, yeah, I'm going to call it a day there. It's been nice to have a little chat and cheers for coming on and commenting, guys. Um it's not worth it without you guys. So remember to give us a like and a subscribe and all that jazz. And uh, I will see you guys next time. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent Leeds United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke after match podcasts. With three years worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.